And on the outside, I, you know, had a great career and, and I, I got married, a beautiful son, and we lived in a wonderful, wonderful home. But on the inside, Andrew, I was, I was actually dying on the inside. I felt mm. absolutely trapped on the treadmill. I became obsessive about work. I was working seven days a week, uh, 14 hours a day for years on end. And no surprise, I lost everything. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. And I bet you're exposed to investment risk right now. To reduce it, go to myworstinvestmentever.com and download the risk reduction checklist I've made specifically for you, my podcast listeners, based on the lessons I have learned from all of my guests. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guest, Bushy Martin. Bushy, are you ready to rock? I'm ready to rock and roll, Andrew. <laughs> I know you are, and I want to introduce you to the audience. So, Bushy Martin helps others to work less and live more through his contributions as an award-winning author, media host, podcaster, and is one of Australia's most highly respected property investment and finance experts. He is the author of The Freedom Formula and Get Invested. He is the newly appointed anchor of Australia's number one and longest running property program, Real Estate Talk. And he interviews some of the world's leading investors and high performers each week on his podcast, Get Invested. Bushy, take a minute and fill in further tidbits about your life. Great rundown and an awesome voice, mate. Uh, <laughs> love your DJ tones. The dulcet tones are awesome there. Yeah, I, I guess um, just to focus on what we're really about, our life, our mission, our business is really synonymous with lifestyle, Andrew. And I'm at that fortunate stage of my life where it's about giving back because I've, it took me a long time to learn that true fulfilment is about giving freely to others without ever expecting anything in return. And you can only do that if you've got the freedom to do so. And you can only have the freedom if you've got time on your hands and you can only get time on your hands if your income needs are being fulfilled without relying on you to do it. So I guess in that context, everything we do is really about a mission of waking up hardworking, tired, poor professionals to actually get invested in themselves. And to start doing what we call live by design, not by default. So to live with intent and have a clear vision of how they want to live and then make sure everything you're doing on a daily basis is taking them towards that. And I guess what it means is that everything you've described is all about helping others to, to see that and get invested in themselves. So the podcast, mm. the books, the our, our business know-how, it's all about really what i'm finding is a lot of people know they want to get invested but they they can't see how so a big part of our mission is really to help people to be able to do that by giving them know, the know-how they need to make decisions that are going to achieve their goals whatever they are because mm. everyone's different and i guess the other other big benefit of what we're now doing is that in partnering the people that we assist we want to be able to help others that are less fortunate than any of us. So one of the things that we're doing at the moment is for every dollar 
our clients invest or for every dollar we save them, we donate a day's worth of life-saving water to the families in Tigray through through the B1, G1, buy one, give one charity group. So mm. it means that by helping each other, we can help others that just don't have those opportunities that we often take for granted. Beautiful. And there's two things that I'm thinking about when I've been talking with you before we turn on the recorder. And the first one is that you said something when we talked earlier about self, health, and wealth. And I'd like you just to talk for a moment about your perspective on those three things. Yes. Well, it's actually going to wrap into my my worst investment ever as well, actually, because that was one of the big learnings that I took away from what I, what I will be talking about. Mm. But I, uh, I've spent many years at a, I had a bit of a, what I call a, a car crash. And I had my midlife crisis very early, Andrew, at the, at the tender age of 33. <laughs> and I immersed myself in self-reflection and read everything I could get my hands on, on true sustainable success. Yep. And it all came back to those three things. The people who achieve sustainable success are those who invest in their self, invest in their health, and they invest in their wealth. And the thing that applies to all of those three is, is what I talk to talk about in my book, The Freedom Formula, is TLC. Everyone's heard of TLC. It's about tender, loving care. Mm-hmm. So you give yourself tender, loving care in terms of yourself. So it's about getting your mindset right. It's about really getting your expectations and your attitude right. And it's also about the, the family relationships and the intimate relationships you build around that because they are fundamental. Mm. In relation to health, the TLC translates into trust, into loyalty, and to courage. And what I mean by that is that by focusing on your health, and that's your sleep habits, your breathing habits, your dietary habits, and your exercise habits, what comes out of those is you build the disciplines, that what I call the daily disciplines and the happy habits, that then become the foundation stones for believing in yourself for trusting yourself and then having the courage and the right persistence approach to then be successful in your wealth activity. Mm. So, you know, they're they're foundation stones and then and only then can you be successful in your wealth, which is the TLC there is uh, time because I believe in my own experience, sustainable success takes at least 15 years. Leverage by leveraging other people in terms of their expertise and other people's money so that you can actually expand your opportunity and then letting the magic of compounding do its work. So time leverage and compounding in terms of your wealth. But that triangle of self-health and wealth, if you ignore one of them, then the whole thing implodes. Mm. So I've seen a lot of people chasing wealth and ignoring their, their health or their self and they, they self-sabotage. I'll see others who just focus on self and and health and put nothing into their wealth and end up in penny-pinching poverty when they try and stop work uh, late down the track. It's really a matter of combining all of those three to achieve a sustainable success in however you define that and whatever lifestyle that means to you. Mm. So podcast listeners, why don't you take the Bushy Martin Challenge? And I'm going to phrase it in my own way by challenging you to think about that one person. It could be a daughter, a son, a wife, a friend. Think about that person that you love, that you want to bring tender, loving care to. 
And now, turn it around and bring that to yourself. Treat yourself as though you are the most important person who you love the most. And I never really thought about turning it on myself, but you've now made me think about that. So I think that's a great challenge for all of us to think about that today, about how do we bring more tender, loving care to ourself. So that's a a great insight, Andrew, because our self-talk, I mean, we wouldn't talk to other people the way we talk to ourselves. That's just so, I mean, you're blowing me away because, you know, it's so true. If you think about all the doubts and fears, and I always, you know, there was a, a guest podcast guest on this show named Mike Matoni, and he happened to be my counselor when I was 17 and in drug rehab. And Mike used to say, don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. And it was such a profound thing because, you know, when you look at yourself, you're feeling all of your doubts and fears. You see everything negative about yourself. There is nobody that sees you as negatively as you do. Even that person who hates you, they're hating you because of one thing probably. And you see five things that you're frustrated about, about yourself. And the point is, is that what Mike taught me through that saying is that other people are just, you know, putting on their best face. I mean, I think Robin Williams is to me the best example of a guy that had it all. And now he's gone and he took, you know, and that just like, so I think the lesson is, you know, really focus on loving yourself. And for the podcast listeners out there, I'd say, why don't we make today the Bushy Martin TLC challenge day? Love it. Love it, Andrew. I love it. Love your thinking. Love it. Let's do it. Now I want to, I'm going to ask you some other stuff about get invested, but I want to get into the story. So let's get into it. Now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one ever, 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 ever goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. Yeah, I, I contemplated and pondered on this question because it's a really good question. Because I'll be honest, I've had a, I've made just about every mistake you can make, and I've had a lot of blood noses in relation to investment over the years. But I'll focus on what's been the biggest loss that's come out of those things, and which means I'm going to put a slightly different slant on that question because it's it's not what I, it's what I didn't invest in, mm. actually that's created the biggest loss and the most collateral damage for me. And that, that was my first marriage, Andrew. Yep. You know, I, I was one of those Aussie guys, country boy, brought up to believe it's, you know, one wife and life, but not a very good model because my father, who was a workaholic, his belief was he works hard, mum looks after the house and brings up the kids. That's a flawed model. It didn't work then, actually, and, and less so now. But I, I was also one of those that was brought up. I wasn't actually very, I'm not very talented. And my way of overcoming that was just to work harder than everyone else. It's, if, you, if you work hard enough, then you wear it down was my, my view of life. And that worked very well when I was at high school and it worked pretty well when I was at uni. And it worked okay in my career as an architect while I was single because I, I could be all-consumed, and I was. I was all-consumed in, in being a world-leading architect. I was going to have award-winning projects all over the country, and, and to some degree, you know, I achieved a, a level of success in that regard, and I was working on some fantastic projects all over Australia and through Asia, and some big 
tourism resorts. I was the project architect on the Ayers Rock Resort, which is an iconic resort in Central Australia, here in Australia. And on the outside, I, you know, had a great career and, and I, I got married, a beautiful son, and we lived in a, a wonderful, wonderful home. But on the inside, Andrew, I was, I was actually dying on the inside. I felt mm. absolutely trapped on the treadmill. I became obsessive about work. I was working seven days a week, uh, 14 hours a day for years on end. And no surprise, I lost everything. And that's because I focus on one thing, and that was my career. I was, I was self-obsessed. And that really hit me hard, Andrew. Mm. I, I couldn't believe that I'd ended up in that position. I, I, I lost everything, literally everything. I was burnt out, broken and broke. At 33, it was an absolute ground zero start again moment. And the damage that it did to my first wife and to my son they're lifelong scars mm. uh, that come out of that exercise. And all, everything that I've worked for until that point was gone. It was gone. Just so, curious, can you go to the day that you really recognize that you lost everything? You know, the real ground zero. Can you think about a day when you really realize, I really messed this up? Yeah, it was a, the day that our relationship ended. And I was absolutely distraught. And beside myself and angry at myself, Andrew, for allowing that to happen because I just, it wasn't part of the equation for me. It was like, well, how, how could this happen? But out of that grew a real determination, Andrew. I, mm. I would, there's just no way I was going to allow that situation to happen again. And I, I basically withdrew from the world for two years. I call it my Howard Hughes years where I, I did my master's in business, but that was just a guise really to get my shit together. Mm. Because the one thing I do know about that, you know, a lot of, I've seen a lot of other people who they get into the blame game and the downside of the relationships. I, I take full responsibility fair and square for all the mistakes that contributed to the downside of, of our relationship. And what came out of that was an absolute resolve to never allow that, situation to happen again and most importantly to make that intimate relationship that that is the most important relationship in your life ultimately never to allow anything to get in the road of that primary relationship mm. and to build everything else around that so I, you know i read studied i had hypnosis i i was i was clinically depressed i was actually yep. on antidepressants at the time i needed quite a bit of help but I took that two years to really do some hard work on myself and at the same time look at role models for others around through the ages and, and around the globe that I felt had achieved that balanced level of sustainable success. Mm. And that's where self-health and wealth realisation came into play. And it's interesting, my, my good father at the same time, it's, it's funny how these things happen at the same time, his health collapsed. Mm-hmm. He, he was at a stage, he was always, when I retire, we're going to do this. When I retire, I'm going to do that. And he never got there, Andrew. He had bowel cancer. He had a whole series of strokes. He spent the last 10 years of his life huddled in a wheelchair, dribbling out of the side of his mouth, couldn't use the right-hand side, and mum became his full-time nurse. He needed a full-time carer, basically, mm-hmm. yeah, to make that happen. And I'll never, never forget, not, not long before he passed, he looked me in the eye and he said, son, I want you to learn from my example. I want you to stop 
working for money and start getting money to work for you. Mm. And that was a seminal moment for me because the dad was always, you know, I, I put dad on the pedestal. He was, yep. he was the person I was always trying to impress and, and trying to follow. And that set me on a course. And about the same, about the same time, I met my now wife, Sonia, mm. and we went along to a Robert Kiyosaki conference in Adelaide, which is where I was at the time. And it's what I now refer to as my Kiyosaki moment because he said, the moment you make passive investment a part of your life, your life will change. Mm. And I literally started to see the world differently. The penny completely dropped at that point. And everything we did from there was around focusing on self-health and wealth, about giving ourselves the, the TLC that I spoke about, but becoming passive aggressive. And what, what I mean by that is everything we did had to be about building an asset, and whether that be a relationship, whether it be a business, whether it be in equities, whether it be in property, that grew in value, gave you an income, but most importantly, gave your time back. And time is the the one resource that we never get any more of. In fact, it's a diminishing mm. exercise in that regard. And so we got very active in our business, in our in investments. We started on shares. We built a, a rent roll. We started a finance business. All of these with a, a passive income undertone. And thank heavens I took my dad's advice, Andrew, because uh, about five years ago, I got the phone call that uh, you never want to get. Mm. And it was a family doctor telling me that my mother had 12 months to live. She had stage four terminal cancer. And mum was one of these, she was one of these, she was an amazing woman. I was, I was blessed into the family I was born into, but she spent her whole life giving to others. And she was absolutely devastated, not for her own condition, but the, the people that she wouldn't be able to continue to help. And I made that decision right there and then that, you know, mum had given her whole life to myself and my brothers. I took the 12 months out. I spent the time with mum. We had all of the hard conversations, Andrew. Mm. Laughter, tears, nothing was left unsaid. And mum's dying wish was to die at home in her own bed with myself and my brothers around her. We were able to allow her to die with dignity in doing that. And the only reason that we're able to do that, Andrew, is because I'd followed my father's advice from years before and we'd, we'd invested to a degree where I could afford to take 12 months out and not impact us in terms of income and other things. So mm. for me, it's all about time, Andrew. Yep. It's all about lifestyle and it's about becoming schizophrenic and developing triple vision are the words mm. I like to use now because I was so focused on one thing. A lot of Australians have this focus on career and the, the view is that my job is going to give me everything in life. Well, yep. no, nope. no, it doesn't. It's a panacea. <laughs> and what I guess came out of that was that we were able to put time back into the things that, that are really important and put put the big rocks in and in addition to the self-health wealth, what I like to say to people now is the three focuses and becoming schizophrenic in, in your approach to life is focus on your personal life, focus on your professional life, and focus on your passive life. And if you focus on all of those three, then you'll enjoy life now, but you'll have a great life later on as well. Mm. So if you could summarize the lessons you learn from this journey, 
Yeah, I've probably covered them, and and I, I talk a lot about them in my book, The Freedom Formula, because you know if I if I gave you the headlines, it's get invested. Yep. It's become schizophrenic and develop that triple vision of self health, wealth, and personal, professional, and passive. Yep. It's recognise that sustainable success is a long term journey, and apply TLC to make that happen. And I use the words wealth by stealth. Mm-hmm. And, I think is a sustainable way of doing it. And to also recognize that success in whatever it is, is an elite team sport. So be the dumbest person in the room and surround yourself with people that are better at it than you are, and then just manage your managers. That's about as, because if you're getting time back, if we're putting time back into things that are important to us, which are friends and family, then you've got to separate yourself from the doing. Yep. So, Maybe I'll share a few things to summarize what I take away from your story. First of all, I want to tell a story about an architect, and that is my grandfather. He was a successful architect in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and his father before him was also. But my grandfather probably fit the design of what you've described of a focus that, you know, he wrote books, he did restorations, he did architecture. But I would say the one thing he didn't do was bring a lot of TLC to the family. And I looked at my father and I didn't know about this till my father and I started to build a closer relationship that in fact, my father was in the shadow of his father and his father didn't treat him with TLC. He wasn't abusive, but he was, you know, and that made me think about something that you mentioned. And I wrote down, you know, things die of neglect. And when you neglect a relationship, when you neglect a person, when you neglect anything, it dies. And I think when my father and I were driving to the funeral of his father, I asked my father, why didn't you cry? I haven't seen you cry. And he said, I cried years ago. I lost my father years ago. And it just reminded me of that story that also touches on, you know, the, the focus of an, an architect, but also what was two things came out of that for me. The first one is that my father never told me any of that till I was about 26. So bizarrely, you know, he managed to allow me to have my relationship with my grandfather that didn't have anything to do with his relationship with his father. And the second thing is that my dad changed. He changed himself. And it's a little bit like what you've described about what you've done. And this is the challenge really to the podcast listeners. You can change yourself. And my dad demonstrated that he did not want to treat me the way that he was treated. For all my life, all my life and all my dad's life, my dad always took an interest in me. He asked me questions. He gave me support. And he was always there, always there. And that's what I really, one of the big things I take away and I challenge all the listeners out there to say, you can change yourself. And it will leave a legacy. Now, there's two other things that I'm going to add in. And that is, you mentioned that time is our limited resource. And it's really all we have. But also, we have to think about it even more deeply. Because you mentioned about your father's condition in his last 10 years. He had time. But he also lost the ability to be able to contribute the way he wanted to contribute. So it's both time and ability. And what I've learned with, you know, as people get older, you lose some of that ability. And so today is the day. You've got to live today. 
And the last thing that I would say is that my father passed away five years ago and I brought my mother to live with me here in Thailand. And we've had five years together and she's 82 now. And just like you said, we've had all the hard conversations. We've had all the discussions. We, there's nothing left unsaid. It's a challenge. But what I can say is that the memories of this time will live for the rest of my life and the contribution and the, the quality of the relationship will be something I will never forget. So boy, a lot came out of that. Those are some of the things I'm thinking. Anything you would add to that? Love your insights. And clearly your father was a very special man and clearly your mother is. And the one thing that I feel very blessed about, Andrew, is that I had the joy of spending time with my dad and my mum. I actually made that time. I came back to Adelaide when dad, dad had, when he's having his issues and, and spent that time with him. And similarly with mum, we had, we had some very precious time in that last, last 12 months with her. Uh, I'm very fortunate. I don't, I have no regrets because I see so many people who, if only I had, if only I had spent more time with mum, if only I had spent more time with dad. My, my, one of my brothers is like that. He, mm. he he wasn't able to spend the time and I and that that's that'll stay with him forever. So you know, at the end of the day, family is everything. It really is. So if you've got disagreements with mum or dad or or your brothers and sisters, forgive them. Don't don't forget, but forgive them. Because if you if you don't, the person you're harming most is yourself. <laughs> so uh, that would be my thoughts on that, mate. Yep. As someone said to me many years ago, resentment rots the container it's in. Beautifully said. Yeah. So based upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? Yeah, it's the, the one thing I do every day that I suggest everyone does, and it comes back to the importance of time. And I call it the time question. So every day I start the day with, what can I invest in today? that's going to give me more time tomorrow. And I every day I ask that question. And I've been doing that for years now. And every time I do that, it gets easier. I get more time back and it becomes compounding. You know, we, I talked about TLC. You, you can then put uh, more valuable time into things that have a big impact, like sharing time with you on this podcast and talking to fantastic people on, on other podcasts. It's, uh, so that's the yeah. one thing. Ask that's yourself great. that time question. What can you invest in today that's going to give you more time tomorrow? And I think that brings me back to when I first heard you talk about get invested, it made me think about like one of the courses that I teach is, you know, let's say finance for non-financials people, which I call finance made ridiculously simple. And in it, I talk about the difference between an expense and an asset. Both of them are an outflow of money, whether you're an expense in a business could be marketing expense or salary expense, but it's gone. Whereas an asset is something that exists and tends to appreciate in value. And so for all the listeners out there, I think, you know, this concept of get invested means to me, invest in assets. And those assets could be books, they could be computers, they could be equipment, they could be intellectual property, they could be the time that you spend with others. But the idea is invest is different. Investing in an asset is different from spending on an expense. So. Beautifully said. And, and I, I don't know what it's like in Thailand or other parts of the world, but 
everyone's time poor in Australia these days. And what happens is this, they, I'm too busy, I don't have time, and therefore life happens to them rather than making it happen. Mm. The concept of getting invested is living with intent. It's actually starting to get clear on how you do want to live and then, then using that as a magnet and as a compass so that everything I'm doing today is leading me closer to how I actually want to live, who I want to spend time with, what my ideal day, week, month, year looks like. Get really clear on that vision. And it's easy mm. for me because I'm an architect. I'm used to conceptualising and, and imagining what the end game is mm. and then taking the steps from, from here to there to actually build and create that. But as a, as a habit, as a way of starting to shift from the victim mentality that we've, we see a lot of us in is always blaming something or someone else for our condition, no, let's get clear on how we want to, to live and then work towards that. So speaking of living with intent, last question, what's your number one goal for the next 12 months? I love it. Well, again, to be a contrarian, Andrew, I don't, because I have this tri-vision, I have three goals that are really key. Uh, and if I, if I break them down into the personal, professional and the, the passive, what wraps them all together is helping and giving other, to others is really the, the focus. I'm, I'm making a shift from what I call from success to significance. I'm sort of at that stage of life where I, I'm getting into the legacy stage of my life. So I, I want to help people. Uh, so on the personal front, my wife and I, are going to be spending three months travelling the east coast of Australia, identifying the site for what we call our Reflections Farm Retreat, where we'll be running our Living by Design live-ins. And as an architect, I've, I've got a design mm. to find <laughs> the site now that's going to make that happen. So that's on the personal front. On the professional front, it's really about bedding down the real estate talk host anchor Role on that, lo- loving that role and, and looking at how we can evolve that and integrate it between the Get Invested podcast and the real estate talk show. So it's adding real value and giving great takeaways to the to the listening audience. So that's on the professional front, as well as further developing that the B1G1 concept of you know for everyone we help, whether it be by every dollar they invest or every dollar we save them, then we're giving a, a day's worth of life saving water to families in Tigray and Ethiopia. So this concept of helping each other to help others less fortunate is a key on, on that front. And then finally, in the passive side of the equation, I'm, I won't have it finished this year, but I'm working on my third book called Get Inspired, which is actually taking all the gold out of the podcast episodes that we've been doing over the last three years because I get to talk to some fantastic people who've shared some absolute gold in terms of their insights. And boiling that into a down into a book that gives readers some really good quality insights with some actionable takeaways. Beautiful. Lots of clarity. All right, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. And I just thought, what's my number one goal? Well, my number one goal for the next 12 months is to help my listeners reduce their risk. It's the whole purpose of this podcast. So if you want to reduce your risk in your life, go to myworstinvestmentever.com and download the risk reduction checklist that I've got and see how you measure up. As we conclude, Bushy, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of ASTOTS Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? I love, it. I love the experience. It's similar to you. It's really simple for me. Just get invested. 
And if the listeners want to know a bit more, I'm happy to offer a free copy of my book, Get Invested, which you can get from the uh, knowhowproperty.com.au website. Uh, you can download a, a free copy. You can get a free hard copy. You just pay for postage. Mm. And that, that'll whet your appetite and wake you up to start taking steps to actually taking control of your life and living the way that you want to live. Beautiful. Great offer. And I'll have a link in the show notes so that you can get that for the listeners. So ladies and gentlemen, before I close this episode, I want to challenge you to think about the person who you love the most. Think about that person. And now I want you to take the Bushy Martin TLC challenge and love yourself just a little bit more than that person. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well fellow risk takers. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts, saying, I'll see you on the upside.